Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. You know you missed that. You know you missed wow. it. Wow, hard exit. I mean, I did. Music. You know what? Well, you know, all faded out. <laughs> well, the band just stopped because yeah. that's live. I was right. waiting for that to. Continue. I waved. I jumped up on stage and I did the. Yeah. And then the band just stopped. It's rad. I did the Buddy it's, Lewis. That's the conductor, owning, the symphonic, orchestra. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. did I say it wrong? The respect I gave it of the, the, the Buddy res- Lewis. The Buddy Lewis. The respect of the conductor. It's no Buddy Lewis. Mm-mm. See, I bought into that. Buddy you know, Lewis is very like nineteen. Big, oh yeah. Buddy Lewis, nineteen thirty-seven. Oh yeah, he was big in the big band era. Right. Right. Came right out of right. Harlem. Right. It was a real famous guy. Welcome to the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You know you missed it. You know you missed us. We uh we are in fact back. It is the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. We're back in the lab. It's all of us. Together again, it's been three weeks since we dropped a show, but it's been longer than that since we all three have been in the lab together. And Matt, yeah, Matt's back, and so there's a little bone of contention because Matt looked very comfortable in that seat for the last, you know, last yeah. couple podcasts. I gotta I, be honest. I told him his services are no longer rendered. He didn't hear yet. And she's he, and she and he's here as we speak. I, you know, you don't look quite. Let's put it this way: you don't look quite as comfortable. On what are we now? You're like fourth mic. Uh, and now I'm in like this folding chair, like in the corner. The lava lamp is like, I can barely see it <laughs> so, from here. One, so, one earphone works. Yeah, but yeah. Hey, lest we forget to mention the lava lamp is in fact burning brightly in the lab as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. And talking about lost souls finding their way home, you brought with you a little prize tonight on fifth mic. Mr. Matthew Brabeck, yes, welcome Matthew to the Brabeck. show. Good evening. Super awesome. and uh, Another eagle. Yeah, and I mean, literally kind of a lost soul. Matt did, <laughs> did several years at sea, like, solo sailing until he found the, tr- his, the true love of his life. Did you guys, did you meet your wife while you were, like, sailing the, the wild blue yonder? No, I did not meet her in the wild blue yonder. You, you met her back here, and then you took her with you on your... I did. Okay, nice. I wanted to make sure she was going to become my future wife. She was going to have to definitely be seaworthy if she was going to keep up with you. You're following my lead, aren't you? I'm guessing if you met the hottest girl in the world, you had everything in common. You couldn't get enough of her. She jumped on a boat and threw up. You couldn't marry her. Yeah, he would have been over it. Bye. Dude, Next, she's out. I mean, that was the real kicker right there. 100%. 100%. You guys are right. I'm, I'm literally serious. So before we get fully into to Matt being here, you know, and the fact that, you know, Matt, look, you do. You look so uncomfortable. Uh, this is bullshit. I mean, I really thought oh, I we, we moved up a peg. <laughs> we might have to take a picture of this and put it on the website. <laughs> There's got to be mean, a better Jerry. It's literally <laughs> a guy that's been flying, like, first class. Yeah. Yeah. 
and all of a sudden gets sent back. He's like a sinner seat but, you know, in the, the middle. Oh, by the shitter. Yeah. You know, like, to Australia. Joss comes rolling in like he fucks the, fucking owns the place. I mean, where have you been? Hey, beat it. And no, he's all mad, like readjusting the mic. Like, wow, you, you messed up my levels yeah. here. He's got two guys between them, both elbows on the sides, yeah. on the rails. He's like, nope, I don't have any ownership on that. I really thought I earned a little more respect than this. Well, that's the kind of love we have for you. Man. <laughs> here's here's the thing though. The last I think the last time we sat in this room together, yes, uh, midday. Yeah, midday. We were, yeah, we did a midday. We tucked into this fine little bottle of Russell's. It was here. nice. And now that it's you know actually nighttime, you know I feel a little more justified in maybe dipping a little deeper into it. it you know, it was a good day drinker though. I gotta so, tell you. So yeah, I didn't get to maybe tip as much as I wanted. So I thought I'd bring it back out tonight for the really boom. How's that for a pull? That's a great For point. a used bottle, I almost kind of want to put it back in and pull it back out again, you know? <laughs> that's what she said. That's good. I mean, that's almost like the oh, show show opener. The what? The sh- 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 oh, wow, wow. Do, do that one again. Scat singing. Whoa. All right, so um, why don't we talk about it while I'm pouring you, a little bit You here. mentioned this is the bottle he had day drinking. As a good day drinker. It's a good day drinker. And you can't wait to get back into it. There's not a whole heck left of it. It's over half a bottle. For 11 a.m.? Well... Look I, at us. I have to suspect there was a little dipping. I've, I've did had a Did Jeremy dip in? Did you have a, no, let's did just you, put it this way. Yeah. When I came into my office this morning, that bottle was sitting on my desk. <laughs> I'm just a little surprised the two over from me are not dipping into it. Uh, yeah. No glass. I, I didn't have a glass. There's one over there. Mm. There's a shot glass in that. You want me to get you a glass? Here, uh, there's one here. Where's the hospitality? There's one here. I, I have my glass. It's uh, out there. Here. Just give me a little guy. I'll pour it. Yeah, I'll do it. I got you. So, we're here tonight. We haven't been here. Why haven't we been here? Well, it's not for lack of love for you out there, the listening audience. Um, The holidays. Yeah. Right? It's the long and the short of it. The holidays, you know, some traveling, the kids, blah, 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 all those excuses. Um, also, there's been a little, you know, there's a, there's a, there's the unicorn uh, variant out mm-hmm. there that everyone's getting. And uh, that maybe have contributed a little. A couple weeks ago, Joss, I know that you had the unicorn go through your household. Yeah, she skipped right along. How did that, how did, so how'd that, how'd that go? Not good. Let me let me ask you. Well, this. good and so not good. So both of you guys were vaccinated, right? Just to make just to drive that point home. Sure. <laughs> and uh, unicorn bounced right through you guys, right? Uh, bucked the back door of that barn right down. Escaped. And and what did you now? What did you do to to, to did you you know to, to to try to get yourself healthier? What? I that, hear that, that that infers. I hear that that infers that, that, that he did something. No, no, it infers. Well, I first got, of all, did you feel? What were your symptoms? Let, let's get into there. Just a laugh. slight cough and a little. So no, cough, no, sore throat. No, no, no fever, no lack of taste or smell. Okay, um, that's no good. sore throat. Man, that was the worst. So part those when are the I three. Got it, was the I, no, no, no aches. I've known people that have aches that literally don't have a fever but have aches. That's I don't even know how that's a thing. Yeah. And how about Lindsay? Easy. Okay. Couple, how you know how, how long? Well, it, you know, she was a day and a half. Okay, and and what were you know like in in and she, she what did she do to, to feel better? Well, what do you think? Of course, she got 
Shit face. Three, four days of bed rest. <laughs> no, <shit>. bed rest. <laughs> right. I brought I brought meals up. Hey, you ate it on her hand. Bought foot. bought you magazines. Right. You know the usual. Cold compress, maybe if she sure. wanted, right? Took care of the sure. kids. I took care of the kids the entire so, week. So is that, that basically two day, exactly the way twice a day check in, or is that yeah. a multiple check in? Oh, it's a, it's a five know, day check in. Did she have a little bell in. that she'd ring? Or? Oh, well, in this day and age, she'd text me. Okay. Of course, she made me wear the cell phone and tape it around my head. Yeah. So exactly. I wouldn't made sure I wouldn't miss it. And then a message. couple days later, you start to feel better. She st- or you start to feel bad. She's starting to feel better. She kind of did the same for you, right? Of course. Breakfast in bed. You know, I would say within three hours of my positive test, uh, she had me cleaning the garage. Yeah, because dust right. particulates sound like a so great way to find out. She's, like, she's, whenever a woman lies down in bed, her mind starts yeah, to wander. Yeah, she was the entire time she was in recovery, she's brain. thinking all the shit you needed to do. I got no bed time. Yeah. She told me she read in Vogue that vacuuming makes you feel better. Yeah, well, so you, instead of bed rest, you, you had the uh, What rhymes with bed rest? Good, I know. <laughs> It's called honeydew. Yeah. You didn't milk it? No, I didn't milk it. Uh, I milked If there was a cow, she would have had me milk it. (laughs) So she got NyQuil, you got pine salt. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks. So, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I really, really got a chance to, you know, catch up on sleep and... Not have to worry about the children. Garage is, I noticed, is looking really nice, though, when I came it's by. It's a whole new apartment. Yeah. Making <laughs> she, me wonder. You can rent that yeah. out. Yeah. It's some she's, special bonding time. Well, she's, I'm thinking she's ready to put me in there. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, you, like you, you guys were sick over there doing Curling Garage, was another reason we missed you for a week over here. Little, but it's great. Everyone's feeling good. We're, everything's we're back good. in house, everything's and we're good. ready to, to we're, we're single and we're ready to mingle. Oh, no. So. So she got bed rest and Joss got calloused. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> keep coming. We'll keep working on that. Yeah. Get that knuckle shuffle. <laughs> she got a massage. He cleaned the garage. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't sound quite as fun. <laughs> Ooh. That's um, good. All right. So Matt Brayback. Man, the myth, the legend, the salt. Sir. Old friend, good to see you. Thank you for finding your way. I run into you like randomly from time to time. You're, I, you I saw you here. driving on Alicia Parkway, and we yelled at each other. Nice. Hey, what's up, dude? What's Can up? Can we catch up? Ooh, that was yeah. the last time. Yeah. Let me call. So it's good. I'm glad you made it here. Always good to catch up. We went to high school together, so arguably how long have we known each other at this point? 19, 30 years. 30 nine, years. 1990? Pretty rad. Yeah. We never did anything nefarious or illegal together, I promise. Cheers. Maybe once or twice. 110%. <laughs> um, How does so this happen? The only way to become a legend is to live it. Yeah, only way out is through, man, right? right? That's right. Brayback, how did you get here? I mean, I, I personally haven't seen you since maybe three years after we graduated. Maybe a house party, you know, early 20s or 21. And now he's here. And it's great. It is. Well, he's a local guy. He's, uh, I mean, Matt Rada, I guess we full transparency here. Our good friend Matt is thinking about making the move back to Orange County from L.A., which is something we're all pretty excited about to have him around. Again, making that chair over there look a lot more precarious. 
How solid is that wood? Yeah, we're going to have to What's get him that a better wood chair. Made out of? So Matt's thinking about making the move down here, and, and uh, Mr. Brabeck is, is uh, in the uh, in the business of helping individuals find... Well, he, he's in the real I'm estate. Gonna he's in the real estate. <laughs> he's in the real estate. Business. Okay, guys. <laughs> he's in the business of uh, helping people find things they need. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. Well, that's that's a, the 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 realtors, the car salesman, yeah. you know. Yeah. What do you need? <laughs> so, yeah, he's helping to find a place down here, which I think is cool. My, my favorite thing to do is to help people. But the line. thing is, is secretly, all the way back in, in high school... Matt Brabeck is one of like you know is secretly like the world's most interesting man or what was the guy what was the the sales it, world's most interesting man right or no most interesting it man was Heineken world. right no no it was interesting man secretly Matt Brabeck is the most interesting man in the world he's done a lot of really cool, cool shit I mean basically we saw him in high school and as soon as he was done he took to sea is that true. Uh, well, tell us. Can you tell, no, tell yeah, us? Not quite. Tell us not about quite. what. The, where do you want to start? The, I wanna, the point where I came out of my mother's womb. No, no, not no, there. Like, first, no, like, not there. You, did How you about, sail in high school? Um, no. So when did you get into sailing? I did. I okay. did. No, okay. I did. Okay. I did. In my senior year of high school, I took two months off before I graduated. Brought my schoolwork with me. And I sailed on three Russian boats. Okay. Okay. They're let's originally stop. from Vladivostok, Russia. Let's stop. Let's stop. See, boom. So you're 17 years old, and all of a sudden you're on a Russian boat. I need a little bit of from Took, here to there. Senior year of high school. Oh, he's yeah, like, just, I'm going to take a couple months off and go on these Russian I boats. I thought he was going right. to sa sail boom. Lake Michigan. Very Mich interesting. Yeah, he's right? not sailing Lake Michigan VA. So are they seal boats? Are you jumping out on the ice cap and clubbing them, or what are you doing? So, so, so look, I can go pretty deep into this. Long story short. My dad said, hey, Matt, there's three boats down at the harbor. They're doing tours. They're from Russia. Why don't you get a six-pack of beer out of my garage and see if you, uh, you want to go sailing with them? I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. So I went down there, had a six-pack of beer, 17 years old, just waiting until the tourists are done, touring the boat for five bucks a pop. What kind of boats but are we talking about here? What size? These, these, these boats were built out of Vladivostok in Russia before the Cold War, during the Cold War, sorry, before the Cold War ended. And they're built with no false keel, all handcrafted by hand, no power tools. Uh, were made micro-replicas of Vitus Bering's voyage across the Bering Strait. Okay. So these were wooden boats, old boats, handcrafted, uh, no keel on the bottom, all weight. Wow, weight interesting. On the bottom of the boats. And uh, very, very interesting sailing boats. Originally had uh, uh, Russian communist sailors that came across the Bering Strait. Uh, the fall of communism happened in 89, and to, to, to which they were alerted by some fisher, local fishermen on Alaska. Like, and, hey, your country is and, no yeah, more. Yeah, your, hung, hung, your country's no more. So they're like, oh, shit. So they took the, the Russian sailors. They were Navy sailors on board these boats. They went back to Russia, and they decided to do this voyage called From Russia with Love. And they came, they were in Dana? Is that where they? They sailed down all the way down the coast, down to Dana Point Harbor, saw them, and uh, and got them some beers. And I said, hey. You guys looking for any crew? And I said, they said, yeah, maybe. So they contacted us in San Diego. We hopped on board. and You sailed. and your dad? Yeah, my dad okay. and I, we sailed with him a thousand miles down to Cabo San Lucas. That's so rad. And uh, did, a, did a night in Todos Santos Island, surfed some big 15-foot uh, waves. And that was your kind of introduction to sailing? 
Uh, no, no, no. I grew up sailing. Okay. Small boats. Okay, sabots, so you did. Capri suns, okay, lasers okay. down at the harbor. Okay. Yeah. I was well, that's what I was getting at. A laser. So yeah, you did sun. all that small, the small boat stuff, single sailing, you know, little, like you said, lasers and all that Sabbath and is all just, that stuff. This is just farting around. Right, I right. I mean, like we used to But you had a boats, general idea of like the wind. I'm sorry. A laser is a Russian handcrafted sailboat. You right. just hop no, on. I know, but it's also not like that's the very first time wow. he was ever like, you know, exposed to the power of the wind. Yeah. You know, he was familiar with it. Okay. So... You did that in high school. Then you graduate. Did you get credit yeah. for that at all? Yeah, yeah, I graduated. Did you get credit for the voyage? Any kind of like experience credit? You write a paper on it. Someone gave you. Credit? I was in a newspaper article, and that was about it. Okay, I'm surprised. I, you know, did, high school could probably oh, no, find a way to get credit else. for. Yeah. Were you there to walk? Were you at graduation? Yeah, yeah. No, that was in Irvine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you took. I you, you would just corresponded. You did homework on the yep. boat. And all did that homework stuff? on the boat. Oh, cool. Is it through like what's that called? Morse code. There was no cell phones, and the computers I can't imagine were that good back then. No, no. Were you given like a stack of papers, like literally like early nineties homework papers? Homework papers, right? I think they got. It's not like you're going online and doing. Probably what it was. He took a half of those papers. They got wet, and the fish ate them. Or maybe it was the sharks. Right. So that's why you got a C minus. Could have been. Okay, so. Boom, boom, boom. Fast forward to when you're in the middle of the... Okay, so a little story you told us older, just to fully fast forward. I feel like I'm in the Tarantino movie. We're going to go forward. We're going to go backward. So we're sitting out here in the in the kitchen earlier, and you tell us a story where you're asleep in like a... What length boat? 25 foot? Is that what you said? 31 foot. 31 foot boat. You're in the middle of like what I call the South China Sea. Is that accurate? Uh... No, it's it's in Thailand. Okay, so you're in Thailand, and you in the middle of the night, sixty miles offshore, you T-bone a Thai fishing boat. Oh yeah. Okay, so take us from you're on this Russian boat, you know, with your dad, kind of this first time you'd ever been on a you know a larger boat, to like solo. How did you get to Thailand? Did you sail all the way to Thailand? So college happened after college. Worked at a mountain shop. As a geologist part time in in uh, Boulder, Colorado, and then met another guy at a shop when I was working there, and said, "Hey, I'm going on a boat." I said, "Hey, great! I'm looking for a job as a geologist in California." So I went out there and did some interviews, met the captain, and uh, things materialized over the months. And they're like, "Hey, we're leaving. My buddy bailed out because he broke his back in a car accident. Do you want to come with us?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, let's go." So three of us, three climbers actually, were three, two climbers from uh, from Colorado. Who one of them grew up sailing the Caribbean, uh, very very experienced sailor, and a bunch of young guys, 21, 23, and twenty five years old or whatever it was, and we took off the three of us together, sailed the South Pacific. Super rad! You What's took off route? from here, Oceanside yeah, specifically. Give us give us the route. Uh, Ventura to Oceanside, Oceanside to Marquesas, to the two Motus. So tell me just about that. Tahiti, you, you literally just did the trans pack like right off the bat. Boom. I mean, is that what you, you call that a trans pack? I From, call it the coconut run. Bro. What? Where? I where mean, are the Marquesas? Like the, it's the slow life. This isn't no. like a, a, a race. No, We're no, cruising. No. Where, where are the Marquesas? The Marquesas are about, uh. About what, 15, 
1,500 to 2,000 miles off of the coast of southern Mexico. Okay. Central America. It's the first thing you hit if you were trying to get to yeah. Tahiti. 30 days we yeah. were at sea. and we Straight did, Oceanside, 30 days, 25 boom. at sea, and we didn't see a soul out in the was, water. Was that – that's like the first big open water thing. Huge. You know? Was, did you have a lot of like come to Jesus moments during that or any scary moments or anything you can share about – I mean, any storms? I mean, because you're learning a lot in that 30 days about your boat, about each other, about yourself. Yeah, um, I was the third leg, and the two other guys, you know, three. Anytime you have three in a party, you have a dynamic where two are going to connect more than mm-hmm. the last one. I was the odd guy out for a little while until I actually fit in, and that guy, other guy, left because he was just a little bit too young and uh, wanted to go back home. So, so how long were the three of you together? Where did he finally break? Where did you break we, up? We broke up in the Tahiti. Okay, and how many and then, days was that? And then two of us. What's that? How many days? Uh, oh, was he on? The, the, was, the first was leg was like that? 25 days. And that was really tough, I got to admit. Being three guys on a boat and being the odd man out. And you're like, you know, you guys are having fun and everything. And you're being, you know. I don't want to sound like a downer. No, it's no, 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 no. It's no. just part of the experience. No, we want to hear the real yeah, story. Yeah. Everything really got better after the Marquesas in Tahiti. And I, I, I knew myself and my direction. Felt comfortable on the boat. Felt comfortable with the rigging and your partner and your... When you're with one other person or even two other people on a boat for 25, 30 days Yeah, that's alone, a lot. That's a lot of time to get to know somebody intimately. Yeah, I don't cool. mean sexually, but just... <laughs> no, intimately. no, a lot of small talk. Yeah. Well, and uh, that's really alone. There is nothing else yeah, going on besides the three there. people on there. I mean, that's like a, whole, that a you horror even, movie around that shit. The fact that you don't even see other boats for a while yeah. is... Can, can I go into a minute when you're gone at sea that long and you, you said you saw nobody? For 25 out of 30 days. What kind of what kind of provisions do you bring for that? Like, you, it's not like you're going to a 7-Eleven. A lot of Snickers bars. <laughs> was it? Was, seriously? Well, actually, we did, b- we, we did bring, we did, one of the provisions, we did bring a lot of candy bars, and those melted at the equator. We had to eat them very fast because we did not have a refrigerator. Did you have, did you, did you provision yourselves right, correctly? I mean, did you have, do you ever, was there no, any No, 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 we had these gargantuan like cans of tuna fish, you know, Costco. We're like, we didn't buy the little bitty guys. We're like, oh yeah, we're gonna save some money and buy the big ones. Every time, as soon as you open it, every time we opened up, guess what happened? Seagulls, fish. Every time, tuna fish on. We catch a big tuna. We're like, really? This can of tuna. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) So you were living kind of off the sea. You have no. You had no refrigerator. Where'd yeah. you put the Modelo? You didn't have any refrigerator. No, we did not. Oh, wow. Where'd the Modelo go? That's Modelo. pretty intense. Oh, here, here, so, so here's the kicker. You guys want to hear about the Modelo. So we did have hard alcohol, some booze, and some other things on board. And uh, after 25 days, um, we finally found our first boat. Uh, we were down below doing some nebrious things. And um, we've been Great word usage, by the way. Nebrious. Thank you. We had not uh, been up at watch for a little while, hanging out with the autopilot. As you know, 25 days goes along, you get into a routine, and all of a sudden, you know. Not a whole lot you're going to run into. No, right? So so all of a sudden, I go up, and I, I, I see a – what is that? I look up, and there's a companionway. I'm like, is, is that a buoy? Holy shit, that's a boat. So I turn on the VHF, and, and I get on the horn, and I'm like, Hail down the boat and 
they said, hey, we've been alongside you guys for a while. <laughs> you guys okay? Do you need anything? And my, my skipper, Ryan, he's like cutting his neck going, no, 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 tell him we don't need anything. Anything. He's like, shit, you got any cold ones? And he's like, yeah, we're doing a delivery from Cabo out to the Marquesas for our clients. Wow. I'll give you guys a case of beer. So they did a tow rope, towed the rope in front of us. We grabbed it with the boat hook. We had a case of Mexican beer, cold. Would they put it cold. in some kind of like bag? Like or? a net. Yeah, a net. net. Yeah. We picked it up and we and and thanked them for it profusely. We're over the top. We had no cold, nothing cold for like, you know, 25 days. Took all the sails down and said, fuck it. Yeah. Let's drink. <laughs> And we had cold beer for 24 hours. We just kept on drinking until the whole case was up and then slept it off. And that's pretty rad. Sailing. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah, that's great. That's exa- that's awesome. So you guys were together. Where where did that? Where did the, the duo break up? So duo broke up in Tahiti. You guys co-own the boat, and then are you guys buying each other out? Or, like, how, how did it work? No, one owner. Okay. Uh, uh Went, went, went over all the food and everything. We split it three ways. But the owner took care of a lot of the, the maintenance and the, and the boat itself. Okay. Really generous. Really nice guy. Let's talk about the television. Wait, wait, wait. No, hold on. Hold on. No, no we're not there yet. I want to know. So at, one, at some point, you end up on the boat by yourself, right? On a boat. Okay, myself. different boat. So tell us about that. Like, So you guys... Are together and that voyage ends, and then uh, two of us sail together, uh, make it to New Zealand. Wow! Long story short, and is this the uh, same trip? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you. yeah that that in that Holy trip crap. terminated in New Zealand. Yeah, terminated in New Zealand. Went on a road trip. Family uh, came down to visit, and we North Island, South Island. And what was the and time? Along, along the way, sailing, I met another girl. Oh, sweet! So that happened. What was the timeline for the total trip? What do you mean? From Oceanside to New Zealand? Oh, I'd say, let's see, April, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Seven months? Oh, my gosh. So cool. With no refrigeration. That's easy. I did that for several years. How do you you get fresh water? Uh, Port to port. So you just fill up your water bladders and whatever you have. Every port carry jerry cans around, and you bury the jerry cans over your shoulder. Bring them on your boat. Explain to our audience what a jerry can is, just so we can give a them five the visual. John he just wants you to explain to Yeah, them. of course. <laughs> I mean, for the audience. <laughs> what seriously? What is it? So then, tell me about the, some of the solo sailing. I want to hear some of those stories. Okay, so fast forward. Uh, broke up with that girl a year later after circumnavigating New Zealand. Together, and well, I never saw that one coming. Yeah, no. that's a, that's another, He's, he did. That's another <laughs> conversation, not even on this series. Well, so, anyways, just um, so, so so we were sitting on the beach, broke up, and so what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I said, I'll buy your boat. She said, okay. So bought her boat, all the familiar everything sat on the boat with me, as I continued my new Joe voyage alone. So that was a heart wrencher. It was. It was. She was uh, really the first love of my life. And, uh, you know, eventually I got over it because, you know, for all the right reasons, you decide on who yeah. you want to be with. Yeah. So. All right. So you're on the boat by yourself. Fucking first passage by broken love. So first passage left out of Auckland days after I'm supposed to 
I'm getting literally kicked out of Auckland because I've overstayed my visa. And I'm on the tail of a low pressure system, super, super low pressure system, like no boats go out. So I'm like reading rather and I'm in this perfect little nook. So everybody else around me got screwed. I left with 40 knots on my tail out of the marina. People are like, why are you leaving? I even had a Coast Guard helicopter follow me out of the, the of Auckland and then turn around. And I went out to sea, had 40 knots on my back, turned to 30, 20, 15. And I'm, all of a sudden, the next day, I got all my clothes off. I'm singing and dancing alone on my boat, totally naked. And I'm like, fuck, this is the life. And then I'm like, what's that sound? I look up and I'm all alone doing my little meditation. And there's a C-131 or whatever it is, a, a Coast Guard. New Zealand Coast Guard plane came right over me and circled around and then went back home. What the hell? Were they just checking to make sure you were okay? Or 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because it had been a st- stormy? Yeah. Yeah. They were so like, everybody in the like, north of this... me and everybody in the south They were like, go check on that guy that left a couple days ago. Yeah, there was people all around me that had <clears throat> shit weather, and it was really, really bad. And I just you got, sailed right I got lucky. A... I got They're perfect. Like, uh, yeah, we found him. Um, he's naked. He's uh, naked. Obviously lost his mind. Um, I think the totally. storm must have done yeah. something. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, uh, it seems like he's having a good time. We're going to head back. Being alone on a sailboat for your first time on a real passage is euphoric. It's got to be like, Wow. This has got to be the pinnacle of anything I've ever wanted to do. And I didn't even think about wanting to do it. It just happened. Everything naturally happened. And you're there and you're like, this is really, really cool. So Auckland to where? Auckland to Tonga Tapu in Tonga. Jesus. And that was a 10-day passage. And day seven, I lost my single sideband antenna. So I couldn't correspond with the rest of the world. With a, I had a net, a check-in net that I spoke to uh, on a daily basis. Um, and my parents checked in with him from New Zealand to make sure I was safe because I was concerned about me. So it was uh, a lot of really great communication until that happened. Um, How does that just go out? It just goes out. And that's the thing about electronics. I had a big low pressure that came in. As you know, between New Zealand and, and Tonga, you get a lot of low pressures. And uh, I had about uh, 30 knots on the nose uh, for three days. And it was really heavy weather. And you really get to a point in, in, in life sometimes, especially first time on my boat, you get so delirious and tired because you haven't slept that you're just like, I don't care if I die. I'm just going to make it through this. And so you make it through it and you get there. And in the term, you know, you, you have some damage on your boat because you're, you're heading into it. And um, you eventually make it to where you need to go. Wow. And that was a whole other adventure, getting into the marina and getting birthed and you're tired and all kinds of crazy adventures. Was that – what was, was the gnarliest moment really for you when you're in that solo kind of whole trip? You know, I mean – Was there the I'm going to die moment or – those guys are gonna kill me. Moment. I mean, or... you know, was was hitting was was t-boning the Thai fishing boat in the middle of the night. The G- holy shit <laughs> moment, or like, what was the biggest like, you know, kind I'm of a, scared. I'm I imagining that lightning. that's in the top three. Lightning. Lightning. 
What do you mean? Tell me. What do you mean? You're I've out. Been big seas, and I've been able to deal with those so far. And um, I've even partially capsized my boat, but I knew it was going to float. And you know, I lost my hatch, and I lost a lot of other shit. But um, gnarly. But uh, a lightning storm was so severe that I saw lightning striking in front of my boat, around my boat, behind my boat. And I was putting my computer with my nav equipment inside the oven to try to insulate it. And I was so scared that lightning was going to, so close that it was going to crackle down my boat and disintegrate my boat. Gnarly. Yeah, you'd think that lightning would hit the boat. Where was that? Mast is the that was in lightning rod. Uh, on the way to Bougainville, uh, northern Solomon Islands. And I was doing a solo passage up. Uh, actually, I've, I had crew on board uh, passage um, up to Bougainville to Buka Strait. Would you take like periodically take crew? You know, when you were doing See, single hand passages, I love to do alone. The the big ones, but the smaller passages, I love to have other people around. It's just really nice to have uh, somebody to hang out with. Camaraderie. You were, yeah. you were telling me earlier that you would uh, you started chartering. You'd take surfers around different parts of Thailand or something like that. Yeah, to, uh, so so fast forward, Solomon Islands happened. Um, there's so much in between that happened that, that uh, it's crazy. I did some stuff for National Geographic and uh, made it to Thailand, refit my boat, went back down, and uh, I did some pirate charters for about three years in the Mentalize in uh, Sumatra. So how long were you at sea altogether? I think he means on the boat. Yeah, right. I mean, how long? Without, without coming, like the, the first voyage, go, the voyage with your girlfriend. The I solo. go, I go home probably once a year. Okay, just to visit with family and work as a geologist. Okay, I, I had Wh- jobs lined up. Okay, back home for about so it's two not full, It wasn't a full time thing. Virtually, I said like I I, I don't think that I be, I was gone for more than two months at a time per year. So even doing the three year pirate charter thing, you're still coming home. More or less. Okay. Can you tell me, like, how does that work? Where, where, where's the boat stay when you fly home? Like, how, how expensive is that to keep the boat in a, in a country for, you know, two months? Yeah, are you ever worried you're going to yeah. come back? And there's no boat? Yeah. Pirates going to act like pirates are. But, I mean, <laughs> you are. <laughs> I mean, you, you really got to look like, like, like uh, I don't know. I was, I was, I was uh, call it what it is, but, you know, I, I really looked, I, I really looked, I was dirt cheap. I was called nibs not in the budget so everything i did as cheap as possible yeah um so i found friends you know i left at marinas sometimes and sometimes i left at anchor or a mooring back in a an estuary back in a mooring and that was safe there you know safest places i could find what's the most beautiful place you saw uh who where? Oh, where? Where? Who? <laughs> What's the hottest girl you saw? On the trip? <laughs> that was no, at the Marquesas. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Hey, uh, no. <laughs> really, local girl or? Hundred percent. Yeah. <clears throat> I need to make it to the Marquesas. They, they took a, they took our way of passports for three days. Whoa! You mean they took them away? Well, uh, let's just say some girls snuck on board. We had no idea that there would be a, the gendarme's daughter was the police chief's oh daughter. Oh, my God. I've mentioned television. It's a very important part of my life. I believe everyone needs at least three of them within a 30-foot range with full cable access. Now, I'm assuming you didn't get that far in. 
So if you didn't have television per se, what was your entertainment? What did you do, especially alone, to keep yourself, you know, sane? Porn. I, no, I mean, Porn? Um, no, right. no, I mean, I mean, actually, we just um, we watched it. We had three DVDs or four DVDs. Yeah, it's stacked. Reality, we had like so we memorized six, three movies, yeah. six different DVDs, so we watched all the same movies until we got to Tahiti and other places where they had pirated DVDs, and we'd buy those and watch the movies. Yeah, a lot of cards. Oh, a lot of cards. A lot, a lot of, of writing. We got inspired to write a lot. Nice. So it was pretty cool. I'm sure, you fished every day. Oh, we did. Yeah, <laughs> little so, harmonica, maybe even. Uh, Jack Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I uh, um, played with him in the Mentalize. Really? Yeah, that's a little, cool. A little private party for Benji Weatherby. He was a, a professional surfer. So another very interesting thing about Mr. Brayback is something that I was always extremely impressed by all the way back when we were in high school was ex- an extremely talented harmonica player. Like, especially, you know, when we were still so young, we're, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, nobody's really that good at anything. You're still young. He was, like, an adult level, like, killing it on the harmonica. Clearly had already been playing for some time. I'm a dad now, though. Yeah. So what's the, I mean, when did you start playing the harmonica? Uh, when I was 12. How did you pick that up? I mean, that's, you know, uh, that Mexico, deserves that my brother was drunk. He gave me a harmonica for my birthday. And he passed out underneath the car on a surf spot in Mexico. And you, and you were how old? Wait, you were, you were 12 or 12. he was 12? Is he older, younger? Older. Body and he gave you a harmonica, he passed out, and yeah. you're alone to your own devices. Yeah. And, and that device was the harmonica. Yeah. Campfire. Perfect. I mean. Well, is it safe to say you kind of were a natural? No. I think I was maybe inherently musically inclined because my uh, grandmother was a... Uh, I don't want to pump myself up because I suck right now, but she was a concierto pianist and was invited to the German built harmonic, World War II. So you had the, the it's in there. Ah, uh, just a little bit of it. It's in not there. as much as my other other relatives. But I mean, you know, it's like again, the harmonic is not like you took lessons; it's all self-taught. Right. Like how, right. you know, it's like. I don't know. Was it something you... I've messed around with a harmonica before. Who hasn't? I, I'm not good. I, I can't really make it do what he makes it do. Did you, know? oh, Did you, you ever play anything, Jeremy? I play the drums. Yeah. I can I can make the drums do it. That's rad. Anybody else <laughs> musically inclined? No. Ooh, no pass no. me over. No. A lot of music, musicians go, in my family. Ta, 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 ta. No. I'm a, I, I mean, I'm a really good singer, but... No, you're not. Ah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you like to do us a little acapella? No, right now, I, I, it's about Brayback tonight. Baritone. Would you mind playing a little mouth harp for us? Dude, I literally have not picked these up in six months. I mean, even though. These. So, so, first like, of all, there's two. Well, that's a thing. I mean, there's different. Uh, they're two. More than two. Oh, what do we got? Right? oh, my gosh. We've got. What, I six? thought somebody was bringing a band tonight, so I just brought them. Well, tell me this. What, Josh obviously doesn't have any idea what's going on. There's different. They're tuned to different. They're different chords. Different keys. They're different keys, Josh. So a minor is one. A C, which is pretty in the middle. Yeah. Why don't you give us a couple? Exactly. And then you have another key, an F. See, Josh, was that higher or lower? Higher. 
very right. good. You're learning, and then you was this lower. That's kind of right in the like general <laughs> harmonica sound range that That's, I think I'm familiar. That with. was the sound. Yeah. What well, one was that? C. Yeah, good old middle C. That's Kentucky. Yeah, you know that's. What are we talking about? States now with harmonicas. Yeah, yeah I think different like, oh, states. That's New Orleans. Yeah, that's no, got a very that's... New Orleans oh, sound yeah. to it. I mean, that's yeah. Bayou. Yeah. All right, by you, by me. This. By who? See, wow. a little bit. I mean, that's I mean, kind of like that's what I mean. Good. I can't make it do the thing no. that he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows how to play the rusty trombone, though. Yeah, right. right. Josh is great at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like that. It gets a little rusty. Yeah, you while. should see Matt on the skin. <laughs> Josh and Chris are in a band together. <laughs> wow, that's incredibly right. Impressive. That's cool. Like as a guy, that, you know, it, it's kind of like. I think every kid at some point got a harmonica in their stocking or something. Sure. You end up with a harmonica, and you buzz on it, and you breathe in and out, and you're like, wow, oh, that's cool. It's, that's about it. It's one yeah. of those ones where, Never like, progressed to anything close to that. No, no. You, you, you think it's easy because you're like, well, I can make noise with oh, this, yeah. and it sounds like something, but... <laughs> Look, I'm doing it. You know? Uh, you know, you do the whole, like, just in and out. You're right. Great. Play the choo-choo train. Yeah, the choo-choo train. Right. I can make the train all day with this thing. <laughs> I think I made the train with your... Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Wow. So how much, how much did you play with these on, uh, on the boat? I bet a lot, right? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I, I played some on the boat. Um... Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I Everybody, gen, any, gen music. I, I've got an interesting, you know, in, in my romantic world, I see him, he's at sea, he winds sure. up in a far-flung locale, he needs to make a little scratch, he wanders into town, fucking, you know, finds a bar that lets him throw right. down a cap up on stage. You ever make any money, you know, like no, in, in New Zealand no. or get a little bar gig or something? No, no. I'm never. surprised you didn't. You yeah, definitely like harmonica But that would be fun, though, if he could, really could. You know? Yeah, or at least get with a band that lets you sit in with them. Seriously. Like, oh, yeah, we'll get you, we'll pay you in beer tonight, kind of a thing what yeah, if you're like fun. you have like an like a 36 hour layover in sri lanka yeah just like throw <laughs> your hat out you know what would be super fun is you know you remember anesha right went to high school with anesha yeah she's she's a uh musician she's got a uh you know pretty uh solo act yeah she's got a solo yeah. act but i think it'd be fun to get anesha and matt in here at the same time and have him throw some flavor on what, what does anesha doing? play Guitar and she sings and she's oh, very really? like Janis Joplin. She's like a, she's a belter. I wonder if John Zampezi could get in there too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He, oh, we've yeah. had him on the show. Zampezi's oh, been on the show two or three. He did, he did three two, songs. Two or three times. Yeah. That would be in, at least twice. Insane. Yeah, it, it would be fun. Nessa comes in. You know, I mean, you could. Be, the thing is, is he'd be great with James Kelly in here. He'd right. really yeah. be great with any of the musical guests we've had. Yeah. Even Sean. I mean, any really, literally any of the musical guests we've had, harmonicas are just background music. Yeah, you, you'd be great with them. Can you give us a song, like, uh, a, like a full, you know, ninety seconds? No, I mean like. <laughs> no, he goes no. Oh, no. Uh, I played with a, a guy named Harmonica Fats, who's a famous uh, blues singer here in South Orange it's County. cousin, actually. And uh, <laughs> he's he always said, "You don't play no hop, son. You don't get no pussy." Wow. Nice. That was his like. That okay. Was his slogan. 
It's not, you know, it's not something that anybody on this show said or necessarily advocates, but it's not just (laughs) It was something that was said to you and that we can generally present to our listening audience as a found, kind of like an archival piece of public information. It was really something that more like says you play with soul. And you'll get laid. And you put your heart heart and soul into it, and you'll get something out of it. Probably (laughs) the pussy. (laughs) At least sometime. (laughs) Well, that sounds fun. Maybe I should have picked up the harmonica. I don't know. Chicks play drummers, too. (laughs) They do. Dig drummers. Yeah, chicks dig drummers. What are you talking about? They're the bad boys of the band. I mean, I think the harmonica is the bad boy of the band. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a lot of harmonica specialists. Yeah. If you can nail it like that, right. you've got a niche. If you're in a popular band a as the harmonicist. Harmonicist. What do you call someone that plays the harmonica? Harp player. A harp player. A harmonican. A harmon. No, that's a harmonica. Wow. A Dominican. No, it's a, I, no. I feel it's like somebody I'm that plays dominoes. Here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a Dominican is somebody that plays dominoes. Oh, okay. When, but, but when you say a harp player, that changes everything because it's actually a yeah. harp. I picture like a I'm not like a, harpo. I picture like an angel flying yeah. on a cloud. And that golden, little, golden little harp. Little chubby kid with wings and a small <laughs> right. heart thing. An can arrow. you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, I can picture a harmonicist. Hey Siri, what do you call someone that plays the harmonica? Okay, I found this on the web. For what do you call someone? Harmonicist. Check it out. Wow. A harmonicist. That, um... You definitely not in the blues region. Yeah, people that I know don't call it that. I don't think... Someone uh, who plays a harmonica, to, mouth harpist? You, you think you go to a blues bar and you say, oh. hey, I, I'm a harmonicist. Yeah. I like to play. Can I can I come up on stage? How about if I'm you walk in and you say, hi, I'm a mouth harpist. Will they... You can pick up chicks that way? Mouth organist? <laughs> a mouth organist. Yeah. Definitely is good for picking up chicks. That's some content. Yeah. I'm great putting organs in my mouth. <laughs> that's basically... Wow. That's going to uh, the next well, level. What I'm just trying Boy, to... I'm sorry. I, I think what I'm, he meant to say was he was skilled orally. Yeah. A mouth organist. Is, is that yeah, a what pun? Are you? Oh, I'm a mouth organist. Is, is that a pun, actually, <laughs> go, or not? Go on. <laughs> Maybe it would get you laid. Ling- linguist. Ling- it yeah. does say harmonicist is a dated term. <laughs> the hip kids are saying mouth organist. Mouth organist. Yeah, that's the more. What's in the current lexicon? What's your favorite one of those in the bag? What do you uh, play? It? Uh, and do they have names? Uh, do they have names? Harry, Mo, Larry, Curly. Yeah, crispy. Yeah, something like that. They just got <laughs> what were the ones? Them. Cinnamon, yeah. mouthy, snap, crackle, and pop. They're, they're not my doggies anymore. Yeah, who are your right. favorite Munchkin triplets? <laughs> Lucky Charms. Yeah, oh, you know. that's a good answer. I guess Manny Ma- Ma- Mo and Jack are they Munchkins? Or are they do they just have like big heads. encephalitis? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are they're elves. Yeah, are they large headed? Are they? Are you, ke- are you more Keebler elves yeah, or it- Pep boys? Yeah, yeah or many moments. Are you yeah. Munchkin or are you an elf? And are elves tall and pointy-eared or are they small? I'm super confused. Right? All I know is that fucking <laughs> midgets don't like it when you call them Munchkin. 
No, the, I think I think in today's society they're called dwarfs. Right. Little well, it's, no, it's no, not wait, funny, no. you guys. It's a disease, and, and, and we give generously to the we're dwarfism like, we're editing of the that. world. <laughs> That's all. Dude, I took a, did a family picture last uh, two weekends ago. With the dwarfs? Yeah. It was nice. really cool. It was like uh, two little kids and the family, and they're on their little snow equipment. How much do they charge for the pictures? <laughs> They just show up to your house. It's like when you rent the pony yeah. and they bring it to your house and you put your kids on it and the cowboy hat. Just... Yeah. So what? They just bring the dwarves to your house for the pictures and then you have to go somewhere. I took pictures. No, it's of half house. price. <laughs> it comes with a bounce house and a couple dwarves. Petting zoo. It's fun. <laughs> Wow, that's a racket. Who knows? Uh, Shit yeah. people do these days to make a buck. I just let it fly. That's, that's that hustle. It's the hustle. <laughs> you got to have a little hustle. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> no, that, that's the reality show they're going to start. Uh-huh. I was going to call it Little Hustle. <laughs> So, and so none of that's going. That's, in. that's going in. <laughs> I literally a have a picture of me on a dwarf pony. A dwarf? I think a pony is just a pony. Did you call it no, a dwarf? No, this is like a Shetland. Was that animal abuse? <laughs> what is your next uh, travel plans? Uh, let's see. February, late February. February? Is Palm it Springs a... with a family. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so funny. Like Bend, late February, Bend, we're Bend either, Oregon. I, th- I think we're going to buy or rent a little A-frame trailer and try out winter camping with the children with a ski vacation. Nice. Well, it's been, I mean, did I lie when I said that he's literally one of the most interesting men? Like, and we've heard 10%. Yeah, like, yeah. just so small. So small of the all the, imagine all the stuff that he encountered out there. Yeah, Joss, we have we have time for one more question. Questions: What is the biggest uh, fish you caught in all the time at sea? Because it sounds like sometimes you had to actually catch fish to eat. Did I like land it inside the boat or catch it up onto the arm of the boat? Oh my goodness! I mean, let's that talk you got about to actually that eat. you got. That that, means. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> what, what you got to eat? Like, okay. what came on board, whether you solo or a crew, that in, you got to eat? In the span of one fish or an hour? Well, let's go an hour. Okay, so in 30 minutes, I... Uh, and where? In New Zealand, I worked on a fishing boat. Put my boat on a mooring for uh, about a month. And I worked on a New Zealand fishing boat for about a month. And uh, in 30 minutes, we landed 60 tuna fish, just the skipper and myself, and all hand lines on the west coast of New, uh, no, wait, yeah, west coast of New Zealand. How'd you get 60 in the boat that fast? Because they, I mean, they're not so. So you fish. get tuna boils on the uh, on the west coast of New Zealand on the North Island, and we were out with a couple other boats, and we found a boil. You just do circles. So the skipper would run up, uh, steer the boat into the boil. And when the boil hits, hit the autopilot, pull in the fish we had, a total of like 10 or 15 lines, all different lengths, mind you. It's like a violin bow. So you catch one, throw it back, catch another. Throw it back. Sometimes you don't catch the one that's taut because you have to, because it would get tangled up. So you'd have to know that. 
And uh, we landed 60 fish in the span of about 30, 45 minutes. Uh, put them on ice. Get put them on ice and late at night, and uh, that's it. So I mean, rad. Did you break? Did now when you're on a commercial boat like that? Do you do you get to dip into the fish at all? You're cutting some sheeny. What are you out talking of? about? Dipping into the fish, Jeremy. You know what I mean. Do you get to eat any of it on the oh, boat? Yeah. Or do you have to? Yeah. I mean, like, fortunately, I was with a skipper, and it was just like grocery shop. We we're like, what do you want? Whatever. That's so, so like, rad. Like, this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. You got the grocery store pulling out nice cuts of everything ever you wanted. <sighs> he was cool about it. And, That's rad. And uh, and the fish, he had never eaten sashimi, so I actually like cut some of the fish. Well, out. that's what I'm. It made sashimi for him one night. He was like, "Wow, this is interesting," you know. This is interesting. Interesting is always a fisherman not eating fish. fish. Like, huh? Yeah, I love it when I give my wife a new dish. I'm trying well, now. She tells me it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you interesting. <laughs> so yeah, we we brought in about uh, three to five ton. Uh, going into about Plymouth, New Zealand, then head back out, and then uh, head into Manukau Harbor, which is on the opposite side of Auckland Harbor. Did you sell it? I mean, with that, that many commercial boat. It was a commercial boat. Yeah. Right. Oh, commercial, commercial boat. I'm, I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Part. You only said it three times. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. So, anyway, I just wanted to, you know, uh, yeah, you're a douche. <laughs> Fucking random. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sell it? Did you eat it? Why'd yeah. you do it that? <laughs> what is it like to be the blonde on the show? <laughs> what color is my hair? Yeah. It's fucking white. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we gotta we gotta wind it up a little bit here. Uh, it's awesome. It's I mean, like back together again, boys. Um, Matt, are you like a permanent thing now? Are we going to always see like next week? Are you back again? I mean, as long as I'm welcome. Simon's back. We're going to be back in the kitchen next week. As long as I've got permission from my wife. Yeah. yeah that's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or, okay. Well, you know where we'll be, ladies and gentlemen. So we expect to see you here. Um, see how it didn't, like what I was trying to do there. But next week. Exactly, yeah. So. It didn't work out. Can you maybe, what? but also at the same time, I want Matt to maybe play us out. Can you play us out with a little, you know, a little harmonics? I need band. Oh, just give us a little band. Just trill us with something. Okay, he can't. Um, all right. Well, we uh, we have enjoyed having you. It's been great catching up. Your stories are amazing. We'll definitely have you back on the show to, to hear some more. Um, not only does he sail, he's a he's a avid climber. And I remember you from high school as being a, a, a climber. I'm sure you've got a, some amazing climbing stories too. Still climbing. Very cool. Why? <laughs> why climb? I I I don't know if you're. Why, really why do you get in your car every day? Why climb when you can sit? Yeah. Why, why climb when you can why watch? Why sit mash? when you can climb? Yeah. Matt, the... why move when you can lay down and it die? Seems. Yeah. Well. Well, we hope you don't die, ladies and gentlemen, and we look forward to seeing you right here next, next week, week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. <laughs> <laughs>